Okay, so hey guys, welcome to our podcast channel, Marketing Minions. Today's episode is where we call an industry expert to learn from their experiences. And today we have with us Mr. Manish Sharma. Hello. Hey, hi, Pooja. How are you? I am doing great. Thanks a lot for coming. So uh, just to tell you, you yeah, just yeah, to tell you all about Manish. Uh, Manish is director at PwC. He is having more than thirteen years of experience in. consulting and ICT industry so manish uh, would you like to start with uh, giving a brief introduction about your professional background yeah sure uh, thanks pooja first of all a uh, very very happy new year to you and uh, to all the people who would be listening to this podcast uh, so uh, that's where i want to start with and uh, as i told you earlier that uh i'll be sharing my experiences in my personal capacity for this podcast may not necessarily uh, align with the views of my current organization uh, but the key is that whatever i have learned over the years and i uh, i feel that i would i would share uh, over the podcast around your questions uh so a very uh, quick uh, quick intro about myself uh i go by manish and uh, uh as you said i have some 13 years of experience in the professional industry i have worked in different different kind of organizations i have worked with organizations like tech mahindra which is a system integrator i have worked in organization like uh international data corporation which is a leading uh, research and uh technology research and marketing firm and then now been part of uh, price water house group of india uh in the capacity of a director in the advisory line of business where i do consulting for a lot of my clients uh, as a advisor of choice for them wow that's a great uh, you know i would say the great journey you had so far so you know first of all i would like to understand how uh, we had been hearing this term digital transformation from so many years and maybe covid has pushed the term more so according to you what is digital transformation overall okay so very uh very important question and right. uh, very wide question as well pooja i must say because yeah. digital transformation uh it's a vast ocean pooja and uh, and uh, it's it's has become a bit cliched as well <laughs> if i can <laughs> if i can put it that way because digital transformation ha- has been meaning differently for different organizations different kind of uh, countries or a different kind of uh, all sort of variety right but to me digital transformation since the time i have started understanding uh, this world is about creating experiences it's actually end of the day whether you talk about an industry you talk about a government organization you talk about an ngo you talk about a large enterprise you talk about a startup whatever way you want to call it it's all about creating experiences these experiences that you are creating it could be for your own organization for your workforce for the people who are part of your ecosystem or for the people whom you interact in day to day life so what digital transformation largely is if you keep experience at the core and then you start placing different elements around it which is around your business your technology 
because uh, pooja what i have seen lot of people mm-hmm. mistake uh, understanding digital transformation as something pertaining to technology <laughs> right which is which is actually not completely correct because okay. technology is just one part of digital transformation technology right. is more like an enabler to fuel or accelerate your digital transformation but actually digital transformation is more about your uh, cultural transformation of the organization changing the behaviors of the people changing the way you been habitual of doing things uh getting ahead of the market and use all those business elements or operational elements or financial elements and technology of course uh to put all these things into in a perspective put up in into a kind of a framework which is most relevant to your organization and then uh kind of do some kind of uh, small pilot engagements see what is working for you what is not working for you and then keep tweaking it because this is a process it's it's not a right. destination digital transformation if if i say that an organization uh, that starts today and mm-hmm. say that okay next three years i'll complete my digital transformation that's a fallacy okay. it's going to be evolving it will continuously change the paradigms will change the shifts will happen and uh, taking segue from what you mentioned in your question that how covid has accelerated it and wow yes it is yes. it is i mean lot of lot of ways we can see uh, this crisis uh, mean maybe in a not so positive light but the most positive impact that i have seen pooja is how organizations people uh, systems as a whole have started understanding the importance of uh, how it's it's very very important to get our digital tools right in act uh, to ensure that whatever the challenges come we are able to run our business as usual right wow manish i must say that i got a very new perspective about the term itself because maybe covid didn't help us with new technologies technologies were same which we are having today and last year also but maybe it is all about the culture and mindset which covid has pushed and so the companies has realized that they can move forward with it absolutely absolutely wow great um so and you know you talked about that digital transformation is overall a journey and a process so how do you think our companies big organization small organization are coming up with new ideas or rapid evolution of digital okay again a very very uh, pertinent question pooja right. so uh, so uh, prior to the last year uh, pooja mm-hmm. i would say that mostly the organizations largely that i had been interacting then as an advisor uh, they had some way started realizing that yes it's very important to uh, get your digital strategy quote and quote right right uh, but but always it it was like you know okay it's like good to have you know what uh, manish i i am a manufacturing organization i think this can wait or mm-hmm. uh, yeah this is kind of important but don't you think this is more of an it IT kind of work and IT would going is going to uh take care of this that is something which has changed pooja over mm-hmm. over last couple of years and this is something that that uh that applies to any size or any kind of organization and i'll tell you why uh, if you look at startups right 
ऑल वराइटी ऑफ स्टार्टअप्स टेक्नोलॉजी और नॉन टेक्नोलॉजी ट्रेवन दे आर कॉल्ड डिजिटल नेटिव राइट द रीजन वाई दे आर कॉल्ड डिजिटल नेटिव इज बिकॉज दे आर लार्जली रन बाई पीपल लाइक यू एंड मी हु मिलेनियल right right and we are a generation and generation after us which is kind of born in digital right so for them it was always about uh, using digital to the core and then creating that uh, a business impact around it right so right. they were i would say they were always a step ahead of the large organization right. that perspective now comes to the point where how elephant started learning to dance <laughs> that's right. that's where the key question arises now for enterprises it was always a kind of a uh, i would say maybe something which were holding them back was the size of the people and size of the ecosystem that they are targeting the the, the larger innovation was always about that if you roll out a certain initiative uh, it has a huge impact of course it goes with a lot of cost associated with it and then there's also fear of failure right, right. Uh, for example uh, if you if you just rewind the clock maybe a decade back uh, erp systems or the crm systems had their own share of uh, hits and misses and a uh, lot of the organization would say you know what i invested so much amount in uh, this kind of a system but it's a utter failure right but deep down what digital transformation has challenged the paradigm puja is it's the it's not the technology which is bad largely right it's more about the adoption it is more about the change management right and this is what i have seen a fundamental shift over the last 4 or 5 years at least where the organizations do realize that you know what uh, it's not that some piece of technology will come and suddenly all my problems will get solved right it is more about how do i ensure <laughs> the participation of people in utilizing that technology to drive the business outcomes i want hmm. that is what is 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 probably which has changed and last one year you can say has accelerated this journey by light years oh wow uh, so means you mean to say that uh, maybe all everything was there in place already but people are not ready to go that was the problem and now that shift is coming very fast absolutely and to an extent i'll also give an example pooja right uh if you look at artificial intelligence if if we if hmm. we just zero in on one one particular uh technology which is very closer uh, you know to my heart right. and which i firmly believe is is going to uh do a larger good to the society as a whole when mm-hmm. the full potential or even half the potential of the technology is realized so the first paper or the first research on artificial intelligence was published by an organization somewhere in 1957 wow imagine right and so if you look at from 1957 to now when we are actually talking about industrialization or the consumerization of artificial intelligence there's been a long journey so to to your point that these things always existed yes they did it goes for artificial intelligence even if you look at cloud right. it's a very very interesting thing 
that we all have been using cloud for many many years when we were using our emails right yes since the time we started using our emails it was all on cloud but then the industrialization or uh, the consumerization of cloud happened maybe uh, almost 5 to 10 years uh, uh, back so again clubbing it with the digital transformation uh, uh, puja this digital transformation has to me done something similar what six sigma did in uh, 1980s also right so uh, 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 incidentally i am also a, a black six sigma black belt and i can relate to this very candidly because uh, in six sigma also the theory we used to preach was that these quality tools always existed all it was done was to put all those quality tools into a kind of a framework and transform into a management philosophy with the six sigma word fast forward digital transformation is also trying to do something very similar may not be exactly similar but something similar in terms of creating a compendium of people process and technology and then placing it in a kind of a framework which can be adapted to different scenarios and different environment more like a platform right right uh, so you know um, taking forward this discussion i would like to know that uh, with digital we normally associate the word analytics also right whenever we talk about digital we do talk about analytics so how is mm-hmm. analytics is changing and are people able to understand or the organization able to understand the power of analytics or is it becoming okay. a large data for them to handle and they are like struggling with it okay okay so uh pooja analytics is, is is something that uh that all that all also existed for a for a long amount of time of course we were doing the large part of the data analytics in a different form maybe in the form of spreadsheets or uh, using some uh, other tools in the past uh but it's also uh, an open secret now that all the organizations across the globe they are sitting on tons and tons of data, data right right and uh, it it has also sounded started sounding a little cliched which is the word the phrase data is the new oil right i mean while all of us agree that yes data is the new oil but then how do you take that oil uh churn it into a kind of gasoline right and then exactly take it to your uh, car uh, and actually drive it mm-hmm. that's still a mystery for, for a lot of organizations because see this data data you all they always existed right from from the from the inception of any organization you have been churning a lot of data mm-hmm. the only difference is you were not habitual of tracking those structured and unstructured formats of data which you've now started realizing it and uh, as i as i said earlier that digital transformation is more about uh, creating experiences at the core uh, it's finally the experiences the decision on experiences can only be derived by data right you need to understand if 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 you are a um, uh, if you are an e-commerce uh, company then it is very important for you to understand your consumer's behavior right mm. how that consumer behaves what time that consumer typically buys what kind of stuff that consumer wants to buy what kind of uh, 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 things that uh, uh, consumer buys and that's where your marketing strategy also has to evolve right and you would have noticed puja uh, that a lot of times when you surf on your 
डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ वेबसाइट्स और सर्फ दी काइंड ऑफ टारगेट सेगमेंटेड मार्केटिंग दैट आर स्टार्टेड हैपनिंग नाउ इज सो ग्रेट एज कम्पेयर टू सम फाइव ईयर्स बैक राइट and all this is happening because all these organizations have started making sense of that data now uh, if you look at uh, if you look at this yes analytics uh, is gaining a lot of momentum uh, have we reached uh, to its 30 40% potential yet the answer is no uh, i think we are still scratching the surface it is more about that realization period that as a whole in the industry we are looking at and i think we need to do more and more in terms of making sense of more data right and in fact if you look at uh, forget about anything look at government hmm. how large focus has started coming on data analytics right look at the i mean we are talking incidentally at a very uh, interesting juncture where today two vaccinations have been uh, approved uh, by uh, dcgi right so all that basis or all these uh, things that have got accelerated where the pundits were talking about uh, the vaccination takes 10 years and the vaccination which is which is coming in a year how did it happen hmm. it yeah. all happened with a kind of data democratization the data sharing across uh, uh, different uh, countries and different organizations of the world more trust that has uh, that has been evolving with regards to the technology that is what somewhere my belief is has fueled uh, this journey i mean earlier it was everybody was working in their own uh, cocoons whether it was an uh, organization or a country or a government whatever it is now it has become more of a world of being a platform driven economy right. and the platform driven driven economy when you talk about our country or globally it is all driven by the data and you would need that kind of a technology to help you churn the data and make sense out of that data to the maximum potential as possible because at the end that is how society is going to get benefited right right so you talked about uh, consumer that uh, you know consumer is changing so i would like to understand that what are the major shifts in consumer behavior due to this exponential growth in the digital perfect perfect so again again pooja uh, a very interesting question now uh, consumer uh, if you just rewind the clock maybe 5 or 7 years back right, right? Uh, where the world probably had started moving a little faster in terms of a hybrid marketing kind of an approach hmm. uh, or 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 a hyper local marketing kind of an approach where you had a mix of uh more uh, brick and mortar shopping and then uh, the e-commerce used to be a uh, second fiddle to the uh, you know the 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 brick and mortar shopping now come 2020 2021 that trend has just reversed it just just got reversed i mean earlier it used to be that people used to understand a bit about uh, products over the uh, uh, websites on the e-commerce websites and uh then they used to go and buy uh, things uh, from the market or the or the mall now it has this reverse i mean you would you would look at maybe doing more window shopping uh and then you are buying largely from your e- preferred e-commerce destination mm-hmm. now covid uh, with covid coming into picture again this has also got accelerated 
in terms of the consumer behavior and even after covid goes you have, i'm sure uh, you yourself would have become so comfortable with your e-commerce platforms with the kind of experiences they are uh, giving you uh, at the at the click of a button you would I, i'm not saying that you would not go back to the brick and mortar because the touch and appeal of the products will always be something because that's the human nature that's a human tendency right but the buying behavior is still going to uh, or the hybrid buying behavior which we were we are talking about is still going to be higher towards the a lot of the digital channels of 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 sale so this is the biggest trend that that has uh, that has shifted uh, over years second thing that i i want to highlight uh, uh, pooja is one of the key product segment which is automobiles or the four wheelers mm-hmm. which were always always you know kind of related with someone always going there into those showrooms and then understanding things in more detail and then making that purchase right again that that pattern is also has started shifting with the kind of experiences a lot of these automakers are actually giving you on the click of the button the 360 degree kind of animations that you get on your uh, or, or, or at the click of the button of your uh, handle device or a tablet or the real simulation that you can actually understand without even getting into that car in reality mm-hmm. when you talk about the world of augmented reality and virtual reality imagine how this thing has changed now the consumers are also getting more and more comfortable and uh, in understanding that products and largely when a consumer is now visiting your showroom or a or a, a or a particular place largely he or she has already made up his or her mind to buy that and imagine the kind of cost savings that one time technology is actually flowing back number one it is helping you uh, by understanding the consumer behavior better ensuring that your sales are going to get higher second thing it is also uh, it is also uh, ensuring that your products and the information and the literature about your product are reaching your consumers faster than it used to be right right so this 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 complete shift has happened and this is just the giant leap frogging has happened in last 3 or 4 years which is now accelerated by covid again right right so and uh, what do you think about uh, maybe the consum- consumer has shifted to digital but how is it impacted to the b2b businesses right earlier b2b businesses or the b2b marketing we can say mostly it was reliable on events summits you know the conferences and the personal networking but now we are missing all that so how b2b companies or the consulting companies are actually shifting or managing the digital okay uh, perfect so uh, again i either you you brought a, a very specific point around uh the events part um and uh, so i would i would i would like to start answering the question uh, uh taking this segue only right. because in my prior organization we were involved in a lot of these kind of events as well right now uh such kind of events uh, the b2b events uh, uh puja required a lot of different kind of preparation before covid it required a lot of that venue selection mm. uh venue management event management understanding uh, how do you get the right people onto the network um and then ensuring that the people do turn up in those kind of events 
and a uh, lot of the success was also dependent on or finding sponsors were always about the kind of uh, you know the people and the amount of people you are able to bring in those kind of events now when this covid uh, uh, came to the door right a uh, lot of the lot of the pundits said that this is going to be an uh, industry which will be most impacted because it, it was all about networking, networking. and uh, before this whole covid thing uh, the virtual networking was close to nil right mm. <laughs> just just imagine uh, you and me can say that if someone used to invite us into a uh, maybe a virtual conference or something I mean, chances are there you and me will never go there, right? right? It's 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 like it's too boring or it's too um, uh, it it doesn't give you that feel of uh, any kind of uh, personal touch right. or anything. Now, fast forward again in the events business. I mean, if you look at you look at any good media house, uh, they are making moolah. I mean, the uh, the amount of events. If you you just just have to don't do anything. Uh, you do a bit of a research and you see on any leading publishing or media uh, media house uh, and you see the amount of event they have done this year uh, sorry last year it's much more than they were doing uh, pre covid time so the the reach uh, using the digital platform has increased many fold their products are have started evolving even more than ever they are actually uh the the uh, if they were doing like four events a year it has now multiplied to maybe 15 20 events because the bandwidth can be utilized in the same fashion you can have the luxury of doing lot of those parallel events and that's where even your sponsors are also uh, uh, becoming more uh, uh, you know they are also getting more benefits because the per event cost is again going down what you were actually spending earlier so it and and the other thing that i want to highlight is most of these uh, i'm not if not all of them but most of these are able to also address the experience part as well i mean there were some initial hiccups maybe uh, in the uh, first quarter of uh, fy21 i would say but these guys have picked up very fast and even in a lot of those events your experience part i'm not say i'm, I'm not going to say that it's going it's very similar to the uh, the physical event but it's not bad either so you are going to see a world puja where lot of this b2b events are going to again run on hybrid mode right where you would probably have some events still will happen uh, virtually which will have a much larger acceptance than pre covid times and then you will also do your key events in a uh, in physical gatherings once uh once we get uh, get rid of this uh, this virus right so the industry is industry that way is transformed b2b businesses from a perspective where uh taking an example for for a steel manufacturer okay right. and a steel manufacturer which is not uh, manufacturing the end product but it's a raw material supplier to a Uh, different uh, 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 industry it could be automotive or spare parts or whatever case may be. Right. Now they have also started focusing too much on digital because because now the sales are uh, sales the channel which was always associated with uh, uh, people to people because uh, as we all know that business is finally between people. It's not between the organizations, right? Right. It is about the uh, kind of impact. 
that you go and make with your clients which which helps uh, or persuades or dissuades uh, your client uh, in giving his or her business to you now that is also something which was never considered to be virtualized easily in traditional setup like manufacturing that is also now changing it's getting more and more uh, digital you are uh, uh, i mean you can uh, there's a lot of conversation that i have also done in the past with my client where they are talking about creating an ecosystem driven platform uh, for their suppliers where they can become a, a kind of a, 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 a you know enabler where you are bringing your suppliers your workforce your Uh, uh you know entire ecosystem on a digital platform yeah. so that your business is happening more seamlessly and uh, creating those frictionless experiences so th- these were not the terms which you would hear when you talk to a b2b client or a, or a client which is in the business of uh, uh servicing other businesses right. but now the clients are talking more and more about it they are again talking about that how do you give that uh, that experience to your suppliers so that you can attract best suppliers mm-hmm. into your ecosystem earlier the discussion of attracting suppliers was more about cost right so so this is this is that paradigm shift that has happened and in the coming years you will see it getting uh, i would not say that it will equalize to the b2c kind of model but it will get more and more uh, uh, it will gain more and more tra- uh, traction in the coming year wow that's great uh, so you know you talked about that uh, companies are run by people and not the organization name itself so wh- what do you suggest or wh- what do you think what are the changes in the role of a consultant you know when you are an hmm. advisor and you are sitting at a position of advising some b2b company or se- so any client then what are the changes in mm-hmm. your role mm-hmm. as a consultant mm-hmm. uh very very good question uh so so pooja i i have always uh, believed and i have always preached a philosophy uh, if you want to be a good consultant mm-hmm. it's very important that you not only understand your client's business well but you also understand your client's client's business also well yeah. or two in some scenarios you understand your client's 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 business or the end user very well because it's always about now an ecosystem kind of a play where no matter which which side of the value chain your client is but your client is always keen to know that how can your advice help him or her maximize their business impact and improve the profitability right, right. and if if you being a consultant which is also becoming a very very uh i would say competitive world uh, with a lot of boutique firms are also uh, coming into play and then you have the traditional big fours or the mckinsey's and bcgs of the world right so the best way my advice if you want to be a good b2b consultant is to go back to your fundamentals and when i say go back to your fundamentals is uh start from your start understanding your customer and then move backwards study that really hard research about it research as much about the entire ecosystem your customer is dealing with and then when you go back to your customer uh you go back with a very rounded kind of an advice i mean don't go with a one dimensional advice that uh, when i say one dimensional advice it is about uh, a customer who is sharing a problem statement 
and if you're just taking and going back with some plausible solutions around that uh, uh maybe two three ideas around that problem statement uh it used to work in the past but it will not work anymore because now the customers are also expecting that how can you think beyond that problem statement and give a more rounded kind of an advice uh an advice which is not something uh, uh, relevant tactically but strategically it could be a very very small advice uh, pooja it could be as good as uh, a, a client uh, deciding to introduce a small initiative within the organization mm-hmm. uh, for a for a workforce management or a client asking an advice about improving the diversity and inclusion standpoint but and but the the globalization of this entire setup pooja has made it very very important no matter what kind of organization you are to understand the long lasting and the long term impact of such changes in your organization so you have to be very very well researched you have to think a step ahead of your client that way and i would say you also have to think maybe two or three steps ahead of lot of those technologies which are existing in the market the uh, oems which are present in the market or the lot of those analysts who are there in the market so uh, when you are ahead of them that is the only way uh, you are able to give a very rounded and a very balanced advice to your client uh, which which will which is going to help him or uh, his or her business and that's how they'll start valuing you as an advisor wow great advice i must say means we have always heard that you know to give any advice you have to understand your client's need but when you pointed out that you not only need to understand the client's need but maybe the client's clients or client's clients wow that's great Absolutely. yeah so you know moving towards the end uh, i would really like to give you some piece of advice to all the listener or business enthusiasts out there okay uh so i would say that i am i am myself also learning in this entire journey because you know what pooja the the world is changing very right. fast right and it's the 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 only way i mean uh, no matter what juncture of your career you are in you may be someone passing out of your uh, engineering college or a graduate graduation any kind of graduation or maybe passing out of your mba or a different program post graduation program or you are someone who are just uh, you know thinking about starting your own venture or a, a part getting getting an equity in a in a in a early stage startup whatever case right. may be or a professional my advice or a common advice to everyone would be that please keep learning as quick and as fast as possible because uh, no matter the industry or the kind of market you are choosing uh, the only way which will help you uh, maybe doing better than your peers or uh, better than your seniors also in a lot of scenarios is your appetite towards learning so that is that is first thing that that i would i, I would advise to uh, all your listeners second advice that i would i would give to all your listeners again whether you are uh, get wanting to get into a consulting line or uh, again wanting to become an entrepreneur or whatever case may be please don't 
hunt for <laughs> problem for a solution right it has to be the other way round you need to first identify um, uh, uh, sorry don't hunt for a solution mm-hmm. forcibly for a problem right it's 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 something which is uh, which becomes a little bit paradoxical because lot of ideas that 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 i see or do come to me for evaluation or discussion uh when the question comes around what problem or what impact are you talking about with this uh it it starts looking a bit of reverse engineered <laughs> kind of a scenario that uh, a, a solution popped up in your head and just now you're trying to find a problem where you can get it associated with it mm-hmm. so that's that and you may be able to be successful as mm-hmm. well because this this world is is full of problems but then at the end of the day it's not going to make an impact that you that you want to maybe uh, want to do for the society as large for example if you if you look at uh, something like uh, artificial intelligence on drones uh, it it's it's one is you look drones as one mechanism uh, for uh, uh maybe delivering lot of those e-commerce goods that is one way of looking at it then the other use case which is which also has a large term or a long impact uh is in the agriculture sector where you are helping farmers in terms of uh, ensuring that their uh, uh, you know the their, their uh, sowing time or anything which can damage their crop or their health of their crops etc etc that kind of insights doing using uh, land surveys done by drone can is, is kind of helping them now th- this is kind of an idea which will have a much larger impact and it will also require a, a kind of a different mindset where uh, you also uh, would feel somewhere uh, connected with the overall ecosystem right, right. right so think think through a larger impact part of it and last but not the least uh Uh, my advice to everyone would be uh the last year especially covid-19 uh you know kind of made us all think to 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 kind of take a pause and think beyond ourselves mm. right so i would i would suggest that we continue doing so and when you are actually whether you are part of an organization or you are starting your own venture again think about how as a society as a large how can you help how can you make that impact beyond yourself because yeah it's it's it, it's understandable if you if you are starting a venture or business you you want to make a moolah out of mm-hmm. it right or you're getting into a large organization or a big four consulting or you know the other uh, big firms in the of the world of course you want to make money out of it but how about you do make that money out of it but even during making that money you're also cognizant of the fact that you need to make a larger impact over the society or the solution that you are working with your uh, with your client today how can it help not only him or her largely but also a larger ecosystem if all the professionals that we are in the industry right now can start thinking about all these all these lines we'll be actually be able to do much more than we have been habitual of doing so that would be my three prong advice to all the listeners of this podcast wow great great advice thanks a lot manish for sharing this so guys i really enjoyed having conversation with manish and hope you guys also enjoyed it you can find out the link on spotify and listen to it and also follow 
मनीष ओवर लिंक इन एट मनीष शर्मा एंड मार्केटिंग मिलियंस इज अनो पॉडकास्ट चैनल designed for this only that the idea is that we cannot be marketing expert at any point of time we all are marketing minions and the best way is to learn from each other and that is why we bring on uh, industry experts and listen to them so that we can learn thanks a lot again manish for coming thank you pooja and uh, thanks a lot for inviting me to share share my experiences and because also i am a firm believer pooja that if we learn something and if we actually believe the knowledge is its power then i think the real power is in dissemination of that right. knowledge right. thanks a lot thanks a lot manish so guys uh, let's catch up next week again and until then keep listening keep learning and have fun thanks a lot manish okay.